1: It is time for the regional preview edition of State Champs Indiana Extra Point. As per usual, it's presented by Lawrence and Olajuwon University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to ltuathletics.com. Click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen parts of sports, including football. And by the way, congratulations to Lawrence Tech. They're a young football program, one of their biggest wins in program history. Was this past Saturday knocking off St. Francis 31 28. Lawrence Tech has Marion to close out the regular season coming up on Saturday. Our playoffs are halfway through. We have crowned 48 sectional champions, and some things happen the way we thought they would, and others not even close to it. And here to break it all down, my name is Greg Rakestraw of the ISC Sports Network, joined by Bob Stambazzi from one hundred five point nine, the Bash in Wabash. Hello, my friend. How
0: you doing? Hey, as usual, just beachy, trying to recover from this past weekend. I'm here to tell you, uh, thank goodness, I'm not a gambler uh, <laughs> because I would be broke. <laughs> All right, let's. I, I know that you didn't have a game on Friday night. The
1: teams in your area, their season, right. you know, stopped after week number two of the playoffs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to what is the key game, and, and not the head scratching yeah. result because we knew the team they were playing was good but clearly the one from the Fort Wayne area that got the most statewide attention, which was Lures being sent home in the sectional championship game. Let me start the game that I had. And the, the result was not a surprise in terms of who won, because I thought the game could go either way. The fact that they were up 24 nothing at halftime, and it was 31-7 as the final, was the stunner. Brownsburg beating Carmel. My first chance to see the Bulldogs really since the opening game of last year, Uh, And and it is a Brownsburg team under John Hart, who has won state championships at Wrights in 4A, at Warren Central in 5A. He has made them immediately a a conference favorite, if not every year, than one of the top two or three programs each season in the Hoosier Crossroads Conference. But the stumbling block for them had been the sectional championship game. Mm -hmm. They had lost in the sectional final four years running. Three of that to their top rival in Avon, who was a bit down this year. And one other year to Zionsville, who was back in 5A. We expect them to pop right back up to 6A at some point in time in the very near future. Brownsburg took the opening kickoff, drove 80 yards, scored. Carmel fumbled the next kickoff. Brownsburg recovered, scored on the very next play. Eventually, it got to twenty or 17-0, then 24-0. Brownsburg was absolutely dominant. They were getting pressure on the quarterback and Zach Osborne when they were rushing three. My partner, Lance Shive, I talked about all he'd heard from coach after coach was just what Brownsburg could do at the line of scrimmage along the offensive line and defensive line. And not many teams manhandle Carmel. But that's exactly what Brownsburg did. And I know that this game, and, and it's fair to have this conversation now, there had been a lot of talk about, hey, has the HCC finally caught up Nick? And while the Mick seems to have clearly the best team in the state in Center Grove, um, now there is a chance for a couple of HCC teams to potentially play Center Grove the last two weeks of the season if it plays out that way. If, it, if, if it's Brownsburg and Westfield – that could be awaiting in the state tournament trail. Clearly the folks from Ben Davis and Mariville and Carroll will have something to say about that over the course of the next couple of weeks as well. But tip of the cap to Brownsburg, they win their mm. first football sectional since 2009 as they beat Carmel 31-7. Your thoughts on that score from afar, Bass?
0: Well, from afar, I, you sit there and I did try to follow this game, especially when I started getting the scores, how they were starting to handle... Carmel and had them down early and often, and I'm going, good grief, what's going on here? But I also remember what you brought up last week uh, about Brownsburg, and this was a team that was capable of being any beating anybody and playing with anybody, and they showed the wherewithal last Friday night coming out against a real physical and good-sized Carmel team and literally controlling things up front and allowed them to get the victory to move on to playoffs.
1: And you and I talked about this, and I thought it was as much between the years as anything else for Brownsburg. You know that they were going to hear about this all week. Hey, this is this has been the stopping point. Hey, you know instead of finding ways to win, there have been ways found to lose the last few years in the sectional final. So I thought that start was massive. You know you can control the ball first, taking on and scoring. Then you get a break. Literally, the Carmel return man bumped into his own guy, so he wasn't prepared for contact ball went flying and Brownsburg was able to to, to, to pop on it quickly and then scored on a quarterback keeper the very next play. Brownsburg's got some young guys in terms of their skill positions. The top running back in Caleb Marcus, older brother Donnie plays at Ball State, did not play. They went with their sophomore running back in Garrett Sherrill, who accounted for two touchdowns, 152 yards total offense. Their quarterback is a junior in Jaden Whitaker. They are a run first team. You know, he's usually good for a, a touchdown or so at about 100 yards passing and did what was needed to do. I thought the play-calling balance that Brownsburg had early was fantastic. You know, By the time it got to the second half, they were trying to stretch the game, run the clock, and didn't throw the ball that much in half number two. Very impressed by what they did defensively. Again, is it enough? See Center Grove in the, in the semi-state round. That's where they run into them. Center Grove has Lawrence North. That's the game that I'll have on Friday night. Brownsburg will play at Ben Davis. Ben Davis and Brownsburg played at Brownsburg to open the season. And the Bulldogs won that game 33-22. So it's not a given they win that game, but they do have a victory against Ben Davis earlier this year. But, uh, again, tip of the cap to Brownsburg. And now it's a matter of kind of taking care of business to have that shot against number one Center Grove, likely in a couple of weeks. So that was, again, not a surprise in terms of who won but a surprise in terms of how it played out. Let's go to your neck of the woods. We have talked about lures virtually every week on this podcast. We're not talking about them anymore because the Blazers no. of Eastside got them on Friday night. You were texting me how this game was playing out during the course of the game. Uh, how did Eastside get the job done?
0: Uh, early and often. And, and I say that uh, with all seriousness because they jumped out 7-3, uh, uh, to three. And then it's 14 to three, then it's 21 to three. So you're sitting there going into the fourth quarter leading Bishop Lures 21 to three uh, at Lures. And you've got them right where you want them. Uh, They dominated. Eastside dominated the time of possession. Their first possession, Greg, took over eight minutes uh, as they took it down the field and ran it in and when you look at that and this is a team that has thrown for over 1500 yards they have rush for over 1800 yards you know they got 3300 yards in this small 2 A school but they literally won this football game and you've heard me talk about the Hogs. they literally were more physical than what lures could bring to the table on friday night they dominated line play lures could not keep up with their physicality i was talking to some people at lures during the game and they were lure fans they were saying they were extremely impressed with the way east side handled lures which you know and i know doesn't happen very often because the biggest thing you look at Lures is how are you going to contain the speed? Will you contain right. them outside in? Well, that's what they were able to do, and Lures did not have an answer until the fourth quarter. Then they put 13 points on the board. Now it's a 21-16 ball game, but Lures just ran out of time to try to get back. But give credit where credit's due. Coach uh, Todd Mason up at Eastside, Greg seriously said to his team five years ago these young kids were yep. eighth graders five years ago said listen we have a plan if you do what we say we will win guess what that plan is now coming to fruition as the blazers blazers upset uh, Bishop lewers
1: and that's a good point to make in terms of they have been good and they have been knocking on the door you know for the last couple of years and yes. took advantage of their opportunity on Friday nights so or congr- Congratulations to them. And it's also a school that experienced athletic success in the spring. Their baseball team yes. made the 2A state championship game, lost to Providence at Victory Field. A lot of those kids are crossover kids. So you get that taste of success in one sport. I truly believe it fuels you and helps you out in the next sport. Congratulations to Eastside. They take on East Brook, And you and I have documented this mm-hmm. over the course of the year God. that you know, I thought Lures was the best team, but we knew yep. that once they got to the sectional championship game, they would play a great team every step of the way. Well, now you put kind of Eastside in that group, and you'd say between Eastside and Eastbrook, those are two tremendous teams. Winner will like will get one of this group of Andrean, Central Catholic, and Sassina. And folks, CC is back in two-way, and they will play host to Sacina. Uh, Hurley's program has always had a great deal <laughs> of postseason success. So, so that that's kind of the Northwest quad. Actually, I say that. CC and Cena's in the southern half of the bracket. My apologies. Uh, I'm so used You're to seeing in the back. Northwest quarter. They're not. They're in the southern half of the bracket. And Drain is likely the opponent that is waiting. Uh, exactly. You know, Eastside and, and, and Eastbrook coming up in the northern half of the draw. But 2A is absolutely loaded. And I think 2A now has been blown wide open by the fact that Lures is no longer there. Um, Let's talk about the streak enders uh, from from the section. That's the coolest thing to me about sectional championship Friday night is the schools that have never done it or the schools that have have not won a, a title in a long time. So Brownsburg, 12 years that we referenced earlier. Lawrence North wins their first football sectional since 1990 as they beat Lawrence Central. They will now get number one center grove. They played them in week eight. Um, they'll get them here in their first regional game in over three decades. Congratulations to Rob Gibson and Owen Valley. And you heard me mention his name earlier mm-hmm. uh, this year. Owen Valley was 0-10 three years ago. And I had them mid-season that year against Cloverdale. And I was stunned at that there just wasn't enough players put together a more competitive football team at a school that's got an enrollment, like in the neighborhood of seven, 800 kids that, that Owen Valley does uh, three years later, they're a sectional champ for the first time since 1992. New Albany wins a football sectional for the first time since 2002. Carroll, not of Fort Wayne of Flora here by Lafayette area by Delphi, Frankfurt, et cetera. They win a sectional championship for the first time since 2003. So there were a lot of stories like that across the state on Friday night. I want to get to one more Fort Wayne area result. Uh, Snyder and Dwinger, two really solid programs. Dwinger
0: got the W on Friday night. How'd they get it done? A big W. Uh, listen to Coach Post game, and he was just so ecstatic on how uh, his kids came through that uh, ball game as they dominated uh snyder snyder it almost looked like they weren't even in the game is it i believe the final score was like 41 to 20 and it was just a ball game where Dwayne uh, uh 42 to 20 excuse me uh Dwayne came out dominated early and snyder had no answer and Dwayne actually now greg i know this is going to be hard to believe used their speed to their advantage over snyder which just doesn't happen in the sack plus you look at a little uh Payback here. What happened during the season? Dwayne was able to come back and get that big W. Now, one thing I got to throw out, and, and I'd be remiss if I didn't. I, I know you brought up Carol of Florida County. I got to bring up Carol of Allen County. They yep. pitched their second consecutive shutout against another outstanding football team, Bart Curtis's Warsaw Tigers. Uh, I just tell you, Carroll is playing really well. Last week they shut out Homestead. This week they shut out Warsaw 36 to nothing. This defense for Carroll is playing exceptional. Now, what happens? Well, here we go. You know, big game coming up this week. And uh, uh, this is going to be a big slobber knocker as a team you've talked about all year in Westfield. This is going to be a dandy.
1: Correct. And Westfield, I think, clearly is the number two team in the state. And Westfield had to survive a top 10 opponent. West down to Hamilton Southeastern, 22-21. HSC scored and went for two in the final minute and got it. Westfield drove the length of the field and got into field goal range and hit the game-winning field goal to claim a 6A sectional for a second year in a row. So it was nearly Hamilton Southeastern that Carroll was going to see on Friday night. Instead, it will be Westfield. And again, Westfield does go into that game as the favorite, uh, and they will see a different type of offense. From Westfield and, and kudos to Carol because if you, you're not used to seeing the offense that Warsaw runs. They are a throwback kind of wishbone <laughs> option football team. That's the style of, of offense that Bart brought with him from Mishawaka to Warsaw and he has instilled a level of success at Warsaw that they never consistently had in terms yeah. of football. And so if if you can slow that offense down, it tells me how good your defense is. It is a different level of and talent, though, that they are facing with Westfield coming to town. So that's one of the bigger games, obviously, across the state of Indiana. Anything else that catches your attention heading into regional weekend?
0: Yeah. uh Yeah. Big, big uh, congratulations to Jeff Adamson from Eastbrook, winning his 300th uh, high school contest and literally did not win that until the final 34 seconds Friday night. They beat a very, very good team uh, uh, down at uh, Tipton coached by Aaron Toll and and got the big win to advance on to the uh, uh, next round. But, you know, another game you and I have talked about all year, and it's going to happen. It's going to be the battle of Adams County. It's going to be South Adams and Adams Central. This slobber knocker is going to take place. Remember now, Adams Central handled South Adams early in the year. They made a quarterback change due to the quarterback breaking his ankle. His brother steps in and says, I'll show you how to do it, and he's done it. So this is going to be a big, big matchup uh, this Friday night.
1: Again, South Adams knocked off Monroe Central in the slop two weeks ago, and now those two teams are facing each other, and again, Uh, Lutheran and Adam Central are the favorites Uh in terms of 1A. Lutheran had to to come from behind late to beat last year's champs in Covenant Christian, who never could kind of find the same rhythm that they had a year ago, but still had plenty of talent. Covenant Christian led that game in the second half, but Coach Pasha's squad at Lutheran wins the sectional, and they are on to the regional round uh, of the tournament. And uh, again, they will face the winner, likely, uh, they'll play, play, play Park Heritage, who's a good team, and had a young man that just set the state's receiving record in terms of number of career receptions in Noble Johnson. That took place on Friday night. Uh, if Lutheran can get past Park Heritage, they would be the heavy favorite against either Try or North Central of Farmersburg. Those are the two teams that will play in the far southern regional in terms of 1A. So, that was for this week's show. We are down to 24 games left to go across the state. And we're almost to the point of the podcast where we can mention each and every game in the <laughs> limited time that we have. We're all, we didn't do it this week. We're close. We might get to it next week. Let's thank our friends at Lawrence and Lodge University. Recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. For Bob Stambazzi and Kevin behind the scenes, thanks for listening to State Champs Indiana Extra Point.